welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 3, Episode 4, titled QNN News. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one salubrious co-host from show business, please say... You hear that, Kathy Lee? To Adam Salandra. Adam Salandra, hello, how are you? Good evening, good afternoon. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. You, you are in Joe. good spirits today. Yeah, I just had coffee. I know it's oh. late. Oh. But I was not in good spirits and I had to steer the Oh, no, ship what happened? Oh, nothing. I, I, I'm just very moody, I'm learning. <laughs> and I um, was at work and I was like, you know, I've got a lot of work to do, not to mention this lovely chat. Yeah. So I had to have a coffee later than one would uh, like. You know, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you about something. And I don't know if people okay. know this. Just the way my career's kind of gone. I <laughs> haven't had an office job in about 20 years. It's beautiful. Right. So what is it like? Like, what is that office job world kind of like? What is that like? I don't remember. Well, neither do I. I might, well, we're at home now. I know, no, but, 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 but you have, like, things that you need. Like, I have things I need to do, but they're, they're for me. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it just is what it is. It's just scheduled. I mean, in this time, because I'm at mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. I also have things that I have to do for me that I certainly squeeze in. A little workout when I can. I have to walk the dogs. Um, so on really busy days, it's annoying. But on days when there's like a little flexibility, mm-hmm. the idea is to get as much done during the day as possible so I can just be done at night. I know you're at a new job. Is there talk of you guys going back to the office or are you guys permanently remote? Permanently remote. Which oh, is, really? Yes, because they're in San Francisco. They're, oh, people they are, are spread out. Oh, the, the main people. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm remote, and I, that was something I said I would never do again. When I used to be a roving reporter for mm-hmm. Logo, mm-hmm. New Now Next, mm-hmm. uh, my first taste of the gay world, and and writing about drag queens, and that was my first time being remote. And I really ended up not liking it because it was like, I need to be around people. I miss people. Um, and now COVID, here we are anyway. And I ended up being okay with it. And so now, as long as I'm so, like, I'm doing something like this or just some sort of socialness throughout the day, I'm good. Here's my question. Here's my, what are you, wait, you're Mr. I'm in meetings all day today. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's days like this, um, where there's, where I'm sort of strapped to being here. Oh yeah, and that's social too, but that's not like fun social. I uh, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, really yeah. have any laughs. Yeah, yeah. There's no laughs. In the, uh, uh, there's no laughs at your company. Actually, I noticed something that this is now third job in a row where I'm. People are sort of seem shocked because I am just like I've somehow become the class clown of every like office job that I have, mm-hmm. and I, that's really not me. It was certainly never me in school, mm-hmm. but I just think it's outrageous to not try and have fun at work when we're there most of our lives. Yeah. So I am constantly just cracking jokes and just like lightening the mood. And my last boss left before me at my last job and was like, I just want to thank you for showing me that Zoom meetings could be fun. What do you do in these meetings? Because you're not doing anything special here. (laughs) You got that right. But, but that's exactly right. I'm not doing for me. I'm not doing it. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm literally just infusing my own personality into the meetings instead okay. of being like, we must talk about this, that. I'm literally, literally only showing personality and um, people are shocked by it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing I don't get. Like when I see this thing with this Andrew, everyone should know we're recording this like March 8th, 2021 uh, and Andrew Cuomo's in the news and they're like, I saw this article and it was like, it was the New York Times and it was like male colleagues came out and said that he said that they were pussies and they had no balls. And I was like, that's every episode with Taylor. I mean, like, <laughs> I would be in so much trouble. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be for you. No, no, Politics, no, 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 Let alone an office job. No, no, no. But that's job. exactly right. I mean, yes, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a filter at work pretty much, but there is going to be personality and – um so and so it is. Are you are you like 
Now, now I know you work at a gay company. I'm not going to give you. It's up to you. That's your story to tell. But like, you work for a, a, a very gay company. Are a lot of people there <laughs> just like, "Hey, girl," or is it very like buttoned down? Like, is it uh, Anderson Cooper gay, or is it uh, is it like uh, Carson Kressley gay? Oh my gosh! Thank you for those those examples. It's very Anderson Cooper gay. Oh, interesting. But not. Um, what about Tim Gunn? Tim Gunn gay? Uh, maybe some. Like the thing Tim I want to say about gay. Anderson Tim Cook gay. Tim Cook gay. I bet Tim Cook gay is is the most because okay. Anderson Cooper is like because new like no one's trying to be stuffy. It's mm-hmm. just people are there for business. And I here's why I'm not going to say why I work because I want to talk about it. Yeah, fully. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Taylor, it is. That, I don't know if you know this. That's not Taylor's real name. The Latte Boy is not his last name? No. But is it his first name? No. I didn't know. My yeah. God. So, like, I don't even know him. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I've, that, I totally lost my train of thought. Now I'm shocked. You were saying that... Uh, I'm not going mad incognito. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you, want, you want to talk about your job. Yeah, you want to be able to talk about your job. Oh, yeah. All I was going to say is something about the job. It's about me. Um, but I... I don't know how to phrase this. I don't care about work. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't have a good work ethic because I'm actually like, if I put something on a list to do list, it will get done and it will get done well. So that's fine. My employers can be thrilled without that, but I'm just not a work oriented person. mm -mm, mm -mm, We have to do it. And I have zero interest in going above and beyond other than what I have to do for work. And then let me actually live my life. It's what I care about. Family oriented person. Mm -hmm. Of course, you've commented that I have baby fever uh, several Uh, times and you've always been right. Hold please. People don't know this. If you don't follow (laughs) Adam Salandra on social media, particularly his Instagram, Adam Salandra, Mm -hmm. Adam Salandra on Instagram, you want a baby so badly so and you know, I, after I, so I made a joke to him privately and said, oh, you have baby fever because you put this thing. But I was actually thinking, it's a weird, bizarre thought that went through my brain this morning after I wrote that. I was like, <laughs> no, I actually think if you could biologically be pregnant, you would want to be pregnant. Oh, my God. Abso- it would, first of all, it would save me a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, because there's a whole world ahead of me once we're like, okay, it's time of like, okay, first of all, the money of it all, which any mm-hmm. having a baby obviously is expensive, but more so for us, whether adoption or surrogate or whatever it is. And I would just want to cut to the chase. Um, I just do it myself, mm-hmm. but apparently mm-hmm. that's just not the case. So whatever. You know what's, what's really weird is my boyfriend's roommate. Uh, oh, I just butt my... <laughs> When, when you have no peripheral vision, you're just bumping into things. I feel like yeah, Steve, I guess so. Steve Martin and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But um, uh, I uh, he, his his room his roommate, uh, gay guy. I actually Good. don't know the mechanics of what I'm going to tell you. I don't. Okay. I don't understand what I'm going to tell. You. Maybe you might know because you're in this world. Anyway, boyfriend's roommate's brother. Can you follow this? Boyfriend's roommate. Yep. Married. But has some sort of condition where he can't have children. Okay. So they've um, the the roommate has agreed to provide the sperm for mm. the wife. Mm. So I was like, oh, so I was thinking it mm-hmm. was some sort of uh, like go to a sperm like like, like there was a, an official middleman, so to speak. Like you go to a clinic, deposit it, and then they take the turkey baster and put it in the woman. Yeah. Cause I remember I, I said, where is the roommate? And he goes, oh, at his brother's house. And I was like, oh, for dinner? Or was like, no, for the baby thing. So I'm like, wait. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. But I, I, I started asking questions, and then I was annoying him, and he didn't know the answers. And I don't know. I don't ask questions. But I have a lot of questions. Well, you're not alone. I now have a lot of questions as well. I don't know why they would <laughs> I don't even know what to say because they're all questions. Everything that's going to come out is a question. Are you, and, are you question. And, your, and your future husband going to like put the sperm in like a cup and then swirl it around and then like you don't know whose it is? Um, my best guess is that we'll be adopting anyway because oh, okay. that's a more affordable option. Mm-hmm. But, it, but I don't know what his interest would be in that. But um, 
I, I, I'm, did we talk about this? Yeah, of course. Uh, many times my cancer, when that happened and since it was testicular, um, they were like, you, I had like three days to figure out what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. And I was like, well, I literally just found out I have cancer. Like this is a lot to think about, but I, I found a place that was very affordable to save it. So I have sperm saved. Oh, you do? In Atlanta or some Atlanta. Southern city. Yeah. Yeah, that's just where it was. Can you sell um, it later? Can you go like, you know, I'm not going to use it. I'm going to sell it. It's a great idea. Actually, make the money back, but I'm only paying a hundred. Well, you pay money a for this year for them to store it. But a hundred a year is nothing compared to what I thought it was going to be. Um, so that helped. That made it an easier decision. But now it's just sitting there perhaps for nothing. So great. Thank you. Um, that's a, I'm wheeling and dealing and maybe I'll sell that. Yeah, I could see you selling it and stuff like that. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> like I me personally? you doing putting that. Ads? You know what's so funny is I knew this guy. The only problem was he's like a big conservative. But mm. really tall, white, super hot, huge dick, straight. Mm, okay. Uh, went to like great schools, like you know, like, and uh, just just all American, perfect person, right? Sure. I was like, that guy could probably make a fortune selling his sperm. That's a good point. I never thought about it being like. But then you'd have to, all your kids all over the place. Would you? Would that bother you? Uh, it would bother me because I want kids. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't, I'd probably like, as long as they don't know it's me. Because I, I remember when I first moved out to L.A. and I was, you know, like, how do you make money? And there were so many things for that. And I was good money. And then I think I was like, I just can't. What's going to happen down the road? Somehow I'm going to have all these kids. It's just I can't. So I didn't. But who knows? Maybe I missed out. Can this... I just say? Yes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a quick change of subject, but I have to say, well, I'm thinking that the way your dear listeners, if if you're somehow not aware, Joe does have to wear an eye patch right now. Yeah. Um, but the way that the mic's hitting your, it's covering the eye patch. So it looks like a giant unibrow. And that's. Cool. Oh, okay. I heard the other day that it looks like there's some character that has, I don't know, it was like, I feel like it was a Harry Potter character that has like a metal <laughs> eye or something like that. They said it kind of looked like that. Uh, I kind of intentionally hide behind the microphone because it hides my like drooping mouth and my. See, I don't notice it, but that's okay. I understand. Watch watch me open my mouth. Watch. Just me open my mouth. I'm not trying to do a a face. Ready? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. But actually, it's a lot better than it was last week. And thank God I have my taste back. But now I might have an infection in my mouth. I have to go see a dentist tomorrow. Oh, God. God bless. It's a whole thing. There's a whole thing. Do not ever get Bell's palsy, please. I'm going to try. Yeah, thank you. All right. This week, the girls take outrageous red carpet photos and then team up to put on competing morning news teams. Manila's problematic Asian accent scores her a win. Meanwhile, Stacey Lane Matthews and India Farah are in the bottom two after a lip-sync battle for their lives. Stacey lives to see another day while India Farah is asked to sashay away. Adam Salandra, I want you to name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you uh, did uh, not. Oh, okay. I didn't see this coming. Okay. Two things I liked. First is um, I thought that the mini challenge where it was like paparazzi was funny specifically because I'd say about 20-ish years ago, I was just obsessed with paparazzi. You Meaning were? like, well, like the idea of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to move to LA and be famous. Like when you're younger, that mm-hmm. was very appealing to me. So literally I would stage my own paparazzi photos like in, in high school. Um, and then I like moved out here and was like, oh my God, imagine like getting what you ask for and it'd be a nightmare. Have you ever but, seen, so yeah, say, have you ever seen it in person? Like, yeah, it's awful. I, I, everyone yeah. who doesn't live in LA or who hasn't seen it, I've seen it many times. It is. And I, that's why I don't buy into the people who say this. I'm going to say everyone. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a little secret here. And Salandra before this, Salandra and I talked about this before the show. There's not a lot to this episode. <laughs> so we're doing we're doing a lot of padding, okay? Just so you know, there's not a lot to this episode. Anyway, you really let them in on a secret. Yeah, I, I did. I know. So don't don't tell anyone. Okay. Okay. I have, I have a question for you. Let me ask you the question first because I have a tendency to forget, especially with the Bell's palsy. Sure, sure, sure. Now that you've lived here, would you ever mm-hmm. want to be famous? One, two. But don't answer that question yet. Next, I want to talk about paparazzi. 
I feel like people who have never seen the actual paparazzi in action are the ones who are like, that's what they signed up for. That's what of they course. signed up for. And you're like, yeah. you've never really seen it. It's awful. It is literally one of the grossest, slimiest things I've ever seen in my entire life. That's true. And it's not like one guy with a camera, which even that would be like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, so people don't get it. I think that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Now, may I answer the question? No, because I want to tell a story. I think people okay. think I think people think you're walking on a red carpet. And they're like, because they, red carpet's a different thing. That's a Absolutely. different kind of – that's a very organized – people are there for that. The stars know that's part Although of the deal. Although even that sounds so awkward and comfortable to me, just like posing while everyone's taking oh, your picture. I was thinking Ooh. about the same thing too. I could never do that. I could never do that. But anyway, yeah. I'm talking about you're trying to eat lunch and they're like right up in your face shouting shit, snapping a camera inches from your face and you're just mm-hmm. trying to live your life. It's an awful, awful, awful thing. It's terrible. They're scum of the earth. And also, yeah. by the way, the people who are doing it are terrible human beings. They're well, thugs. True. They're literally thugs. They're awful, awful people. Anyway, it's okay. Now go ahead and answer the question, Salandra. Okay. Um, I would, for the purposes of getting to do some, like, live a life like you, basically, where I'm not in an office job, it would I would be, like, fine with D-list. However, it's very funny that not only would I not want the life that I thought I wanted 20 years ago, but even five, 10 years ago when I was like trying to build up my hosting profile and everything you do, you have to have like a big social following. Mm-hmm. I'm to the point, I wouldn't even want to be like social media famous no. because this, every, everything you write is like, well, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. Like we're living in a time that it just sounds like, I don't want, I don't need anyone to know my opinion as I, as I talk into a microphone. Um, but just like the, the main, just swar- like gay Twitter alone I like to go and take a peek, but it's just everyone tearing everyone down. And that doesn't really interest me at all. So no, thank you. It's so funny that you say that just the other day, out of curiosity, Mm -hmm. just the other day, two days ago, three days ago, I don't know when, days ago, I said, I'm going to go back. You know, I have a, you don't know this. There's a special tier for the Patreon that you can join called Mm -hmm. This Jobatance. Mm. And I have a personal daily journal that I do. You're not going to believe people love this. I'm with I, you. I don't get it. I, right? I know. I think that's I, – I would listen to you. Or is it, is it written? No, no. It's a, it's a daily yeah, yeah. like personal journal show. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's only 20 minutes. It's only 20 minutes. That's fun. So I have a journal going back. So I'm like, you know what? I want to hear what I was talking about when the pandemic started. What did I think? Interesting. So I, po- I just guessed around the time what it was. Yeah. And it had just started, but believe it or not, this shows I gotta keep listening because it shows that I didn't think it was that serious. I'm all like, oh, I guess we're in a quarantine. Anyway, I talk about other things. But one of the things I do talk about was I I forgot this, but the pandemic in a weird kind of way saved me, the quarantine. In that I was going through that crisis that you're talking about, where I was seriously considering going into uh, therapy. I was looking to see if there were any therapists, particularly for content creators, because mm-hmm. when you're the product, and so I can, I, I told. What's so funny? I'm the kind of person that would laugh at TikTok people or YouTube stars or right. something or Instagram people. But now that I'm on this side of it, even with the podcast, when you're the product, there is a part of you that feels that you're being taken apart. You mm-hmm. know. And that, uh, and that, like, you have to, you have to keep producing, but at what expense? What are at your own expense? And do you have enough content? And you're constant. You're never off. Right. And uh, luckily, the quarantine forced everyone to kind of slow things down. And I think sure. it allowed me to get a, a better. And then I took a long extended break in the in the winter and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, it's awful. I've said many times, so people listening know this. I think the the person whose life I want. David Sedaris. I swear to God, same. Like, that's literally, you, you can open my notes app and you will see the same thing. He has, like, he can say, I'm going to do a reading at UCLA. It sells out in a second. He shows up. He gets the love. Walks out. No one knows who the fuck he is. Joe, that is wild. I, I, truly, truly same. Same person and same reasons. Clearly. Yeah. Super, people love him. Fam- just <laughs> famous enough, you know? Yeah. But, like, he still has a private life, you know? 
And uh, now I, I can't do too much follow up on this because I didn't even bother to click. But there was the recent trying to cancel of David Sedaris. He oh, said about something what? that upset people. Oh, whatever. something about tipping or minimum wage or something that people oh, really? were upset about. Oh, I gotta yeah, look into but that. It was, uh, yeah, I, I really didn't. There's just too many of those things passing my desk or phone a day. Um, but uh, by the way, did you ever tell me the two things you liked and the one thing you didn't? Yeah, no, I started by saying paparazzi and then we got here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you told the secret that, you know, maybe we will pad this episode. You know what's so and great about, you know what's so great about, about the Bell's palsy on the right side? What? Look what I bought the other day. I love seeing things you buy, genuinely. Seeing as the first one was a literal pot to piss in. Oh my god. Because the Phantom of the Opera mask is on the right side. That's brilliant. The fact that you're wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask right now and it's appropriate is Mm -hmm. honestly something I should wear it in public. Also, I love your long hair. Are you letting it grow or is it always that long? Well, I don't know if you know this. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that. Do you, do, are you eligible uh, next week for the vaccine because of your cancer? Is that when it is? I mean, supposedly, but I don't know when the, that the next The 15th is. in California, LA County, yeah. Oh, good to know. Okay, good to know, because I was wondering that. Thanks, Joe. I'm You're writing welcome. it down. I'm taking a lot of notes about my personal life here yeah. today. Uh, I get to do it because I'm fat. Lucky. Thank you. I've never Wait, been... how do they how do they word that? Actually, what it, what's well. really sad, what's really sad is uh I uh I think I've talked about this in the shows before. Like I always kept my diabetes under control, very under control. It was very it's always mm-hmm. been very easy for me to keep it under control. And uh just by just being fairly active and making even not even that's just I'm just lucky that way. I, well yeah. I'm not lucky that I had diabetes, but like in terms of right. diabetes, I'm lucky. Yeah. And, um, but then the pandemic just fucking ruined that. And so, like, my doctor mm. was like, in January, was like, all right, well, let's get your A1C checked, you know, the, the, the every three month check. I'm like, all right, fine, give me normal. It was so fucking high. And I blame the pandemic. It was like, I don't move. Of course. Know? And it was just yeah. Christmas. Here's the thing it puts me in that tier. To get the vaccine early. Now, by the way, once my doctor did, I brought it right back under control. Within two weeks, well, boom. It's like I'm waking up with the same blood sugar you have, right? But you're in that tier. But I'm in that tier because I have – Everything happens for a reason. Everything ha- – when you know, the Chinese say when you have a bad diabetes test, another door opens. It's one of my favorite proverbs actually. Yep. Which I've never really understood it until right now, but wow. Mm-hmm. It fits here. I have a friend who's working for the State Department. We still haven't gotten to this show and we're 23 minutes in. I have a friend who's <laughs> – He's going to go to China, right? And he's been le- he's been learning Chinese because he's moving to China, right? Oh, so hard, I bet. Oh yeah, so hard. By the way, yeah. And I, I for a while, not anymore, because the joke got old. I used to make him start every sentence with Confucius say, <laughs> and uh, well, there was a part where in people think before people think I'm being Manila Luzon here. This all ties into this episode, I believe. Yeah, right? this is all which was planned. Uh. It, he was specifically studying Confucius. Okay, that, that does definitely help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we were talking about Confucius, I would make him say, Confucius say. <laughs> you know? Well, that's great. Yeah. And so, sure yeah. So anyway, all right, what are the two things you liked and one thing you didn't, Adam? Okay, the paparazzi challenge. And I'll just move right on from that quickly. <laughs> is that really just how, say. is that how we got on this? Yes. Okay. And what was the it next is, thing you like? That's the funny thing is the tangent was actually based on the episode sort of. So that's great. And then number two, to make it personal again, almost, um, the journalism or I, I call it journalism challenge because I went to school for journalism. Oh, you did? So I went, yes. Broadcast okay. journalism. Uh, let's cut to a quick 30 minute tangent about that. Yeah. Um, and then so so the ever, all the challenges on this episode were very personal to me, and um, I enjoyed them for that reason. I, so I, I I didn't know you were an expert in broadcast journalism. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, there's I, really not much. Here I am broadcasting. I, I shouldn't say I dated. I fucked around with a guy I met on Grinder like two or three times, 
who was uh, a burgeoning broadcast journalist. And he was like literally per- – if you don't know what purse is falling out of your mouth, this guy, right? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but then – I would say do the broadcaster voice and he would immediately go into like, oh. <laughs> well, by the way, I mean, your friend and mine, Jake Dupree, his yes. twin brother, Will Dupree, is like a, a journalist in Texas, like a TV journalist in Texas. Interesting. Oh, you didn't know this? No, I don't really actually know. Jake. I mean, are you saying that just because I follow him? Oh, you Oh, I just assumed you had both worked at After Bus. I just assumed you knew him. Jake Dupree worked at Afterbus. That—that's why I assumed you followed him. Yes, I literally just found out about him because he was doing a. Um, it was—it was something through a, a blog that I read, but then also uh, yesterday, Alaska did yeah. her like drag pageant, and he was mm-hmm. one of the contestants. And I had unfollowed him prior, but the the performance was very good, so I literally just refollowed him. It, it's so funny. Day. So Jay Jay Ellis is such a nice friend. He really is. He doesn't say a bad word about anybody. God, JL is never back talks anybody talks behind anyone's back. Yeah. I I shit talk everybody, right? So I know there's Jake Dupree a little bit. He's been on the show a couple of times, yada yada yada, right? Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't know who I am at all, even though we've had multiple hours long conversations, <laughs> right? Okay, but um, Jay sends me the thing that he's going to be in Drag Queen of the Year, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, that's funny because Jake and I had a, a conversation where he told me he didn't consider himself a drag queen. And then Jay was just silent. He gets, well, I like to report all things. Jake Dupree's social media, I'm obsessed with. Uh-huh. Because I think it's so, sure. biz- I think it's so strange. Right? Agreed. Like, do you know about the, 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 the time he went to go dive into a pool to save a lizard that fell in the pool? And then he gave it mouth to mouth? See, he, he posts uh, he, he posts too much. You, have to, you, have to, you would never find it, right? Sure. But yeah, he gave mouth to mouth wow. to like a lizard that fell in a pool. Well, so, I have more questions than, than answers yeah. there, but again, for another time. Yeah. So uh, I like to, and but what's funny is I found out. So I just figured I used to just tell Jay because they work together after Buzz or whatever. Right? And then one day Jay tells me, I don't know why you tell me I don't care about Jake Dupree. I met him maybe one time. And Jay telling me that meant now anytime there's Jake Dupree news, I immediately forward it to Jay Ellis. That's what happens. That's what happens when you tell me something like that. All right. The two things I liked about the episode, uh, Adam Salandra. How do we get on Jake Dupree? Oh, his brother, Will Dupree. Journalism. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, kidding about the tangent, but indeed it happened. The, the ultimate irony is we're actually going to run out of time to talk about the episode when we thought we would have too much time, but that's life. That's life. Hey, look, I, I, look, I said I just want to get to at least 45 minutes. If we get to an hour, I'll be very happy. Oh, we okay, could. Kids, if we, if, look, I'm telling you right now, even if I start right now and we give all our thoughts and don't yeah. do any tangents, you're right. We'll still finish in time. Here we go. Let's make a commitment. You know, let's do a timer. Let's see how long. I'm looking at it right now. It's 2830. Let's see Mm -hmm. how long before I go on a tangent. And I will really try not to. You have to buzz me. I'm not going to even think about it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here we go. Two things I liked. One, I actually like the challenge. Do I like the product that came out of it? No, but I wish they would do a challenge like this again. I actually really liked it. I thought it was very well constructed. And there were some weird questions I had about it, but I actually liked it. That was very silly, and uh, it was funny. That's actually I did want to say specifically what I liked beyond the journalism of it was that I loved the, the, the challenge itself was we're going to do a practice and then we're going to do it live. Yes. So it was yes. like yes, we, you had your run through. Yes. So, but we're seeing the live, the, seeing the way it worked like that was cool. A hundred percent. And I also thought I would really watch an all drag. News. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that would be the biggest thing. You know, they did this in 2009, 2009 season nine. Um, oh, I remember right. there being like a news, but was it the same format? I don't remember. It was. It was more Today Show. This is more like Good Day LA. Yeah, yeah. Because they did like cooking segments and stuff like that. You're right. When that's when like uh, Shay and uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. This is only season three. That'd be six years in the future. Um, yeah, next. 
I was just talking to the boyfriend about this. I'm not a fan of the old format of Untucked. Right? Like the, like the... The gold bar and the... Lounge. Lounge. But okay. I will say... Of all the seasons of Untucked I've watched before, at least so far, this is like the greatest... Un- like the Untucked... These are some shady-ass queens. They say that sometimes in other Untucked... But, but these bitches are fucking ruthless behind yes, the scenes. I miss that. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. You don't. They're, they're not allowed because they're they'll be torn apart. So yeah, they gotta. Yeah, it it this is they literally put the this is not best friend RuPaul's best friend race in action. Which, yes, which doesn't get said to next season anyway. But um, uh, yeah, they are some fucking shady ass hoes, man. They just go. They're they're brutal. They're brutal. It makes for better telly. It does. Each Untucked episode is so good. The one thing again, it's because this is what a drag, not locker room, dressing room is like. Yes. Yes. So I know people watch like, oh, you can't say that. But it's like actually long before anyone knew what Drag Race was, this is how drag queens were talking to one another. So it actually is okay. It's so. And you can take a seat. It's so funny that you say this because this was, I know you listen to Drag Race recap religiously. And Mm -hmm. so you know what we talked about. On this most recent episode about... Uh, the drop today? The drop today. Yeah, of course. I heard the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, no, but we talked about Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is very timely because it was Snatch Game. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how we do it. That, that's why okay. we're the timeliest show in show business. <laughs> you know? And... Uh, and but it comes up in the table visits where RuPaul is asking, uh, is it, we're we're covering season thirteen right now. Everybody uh, is asking contestant Simone whether it she is worried about the backlash to her Harriet Tubman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love how RuPaul now ten years later is asking that season three Manila is full on doing like basically Asian blackface. Uh huh. On the show and wins, wins the fucking well, challenge. It is wild watching it now because yeah. even back then they acknowledged it, but literally her line to ch- literally skip to the end of the episode is, uh, "Rue says you, uh, I don't know if I wrote it down or not, but you, um, did I write it? You perpetuated stereotypes and you're the winner of this challenge, blah blah blah." So like they acknowledged it, but it was like totally fine. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's it's a wild what a decade will do to you. As a society. It's crazy. It's so crazy. But anyway, the one thing I didn't like... I don't know what it is. This se- I know because I just said this about Untucked. <laughs> this season is so boring so far. Yeah. Now, maybe it heats up. But so far, it's so boring. It's weird that Untucked is engaging you. Because I agree. It's not... It's not I'm not excited about it. And yeah. I could go back and watch any season that I like, and who cares if I already know what happens? Like uh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, not so much, and I don't know why. I don't dislike the people. Maybe I just don't care about the people. Actually, maybe it is that. Yeah, I think that's what. It is. Even though some of them are the most iconic people in the shows. I know. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Um, let us. Uh, why don't we just do this? I mean, since we we're here, we're queer. We'll get used we to good. it. Why don't we take a break and we come back? We'll actually jump right into the show. Sounds good. Uh, okay, so, uh, let's, now let's actually finally get into the episode, uh, 34 minutes in. Um, okay, okay. after Mimi's elimination, Shangela and India form a bond before RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. The girls have to get in quick drag and take a scandalous red carpet pick. Carmen and Shangela show off their vaginas, (laughs) Stacy flashes a boob, and Manila is a penguin? Is that what she was? In the end, Carmen and Stacy walk away with the wins, which make them team leaders, for the main challenge. Or maybe was she a panda? I think she was a panda. <laughs> a panda. Sorry. Uh, Adam, your big thoughts here on the mini challenge, on the Shangela and India sort of forming an alliance. What, what were your thoughts here? Uh, 
one thing that I thought about that this is like getting kind of deep, yeah. but it was interesting. To, first of all, the fact that Stacy's Lane Matthews thing was a tit out was funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Step well, one. I just tit out. Yeah. But then I started like thinking sort of like a joke, like, oh, well, it looked like a woman woman's breast. I'm surprised they didn't have to beep it out or like blur it out. Cause you mm-hmm. know, it's like, Oh God forbid we see a woman's on a man's, but then yeah. took it one step further. And, and she's a trans woman, which we didn't know at the time of film. No, but so, so it, it just, now I have a lot of questions. Like, so we are technically looking at a woman's breast uncovered. Like, did it, did it need to be blurred? I mean, I, I think that we are, or too worried about women's breasts anyway, as it yeah. is and free the mm-hmm. nipple and all that good stuff. But, um, it was wild to me that her little tit out just, uh, took me down a rabbit hole of thoughts, but Hey, there wasn't much. Yeah, else to think about. I don't think anyone thought that much about Stacey Lane's Matthews breasts. Uh, <laughs> come to my house, baby. Yeah. Um, the mini challenge was very whatever. It's just weird to see how like how just low rent everything is still is at this point. Like it's like this tiny yeah. little room with horrible lighting. Uh the photographer was cute though. And uh Oh, you didn't see him? What why oh, so that helps. are you into this Sean Morales? He was there that day, the pit crew. Um No, I appreciate him and I respect him as like the the original pit crew, but it, it not necessarily my type. Uh, very smart of Carmen and Shangela to do the VJJ thing, but, uh, yeah, not much to that many challenge. I think the right people won. I don't think there was any. Yeah. Slash yeah. who cares as always. Yeah. And I'm on a mini. Uh, all right. For the maxi challenge, uh, this week's maxi challenge, the girls will be divided to two teams led by team captains, Carmen Carrera and Stacey Lane Matthews. The teams broke down as follows. Um, I have it right here, actually. On Team Stacy, we have uh, wait, oh yeah, here we go. It's team Stacy, we have Alexis, Mateo, Shangela, Yara, Sofia, and Mariah Perez Gonciaga. Meanwhile, on Team Carmen, it's Manila, Raja, Delta, Work, and India Farah. Weird how, for the most part, it divides up into Heather's and Booker's once again very easily. Yeah, which I assume is from the picking of the teams, but mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. And that the one team is so strong, at least based on Legendary Queens, so that really puts India at a disadvantage there. It does, but it's so funny that you say that because uh, there's a, a confessional with Manila where she's like, oh, I don't want to be on a team with Stacy. They're going to bomb. I'm like, you just did a challenge. Well, I guess there was a long break in between in the Queens in space where they'd said the same thing and they lost. Right, the right. Heather, the exactly. Heather's said the same thing, and then they I know they don't land up losing this episode, but uh, I wouldn't be so sure of myself by that point. Um, yeah. Another thing I've heard to mention right here is Shangela is wearing in the workroom. She's wearing a Hallelujah shirt, and I was wondering maybe you might know this, being a, a roving reporter for New Now Next. Uh, were you the new, the now, or the next? By the way, I'm always the next. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> there's that Zoom humor we were talking about. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I know Shangela, is she the first queen to think about going on there and actually marketing her merch on the show? Had anybody really done that that you know of? That's a great question, but it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest because she is very that girl. In, in a, I mean, that is a compliment. She, yeah. she knows how to market her stuff. But to, I don't even know why Hallelujah in her mind was a thing after yeah. one, like a, one episode. Was it a thing? Did people even notice it the first time? I don't I, know. I actually don't know. But I don't know. Good for her. Yeah, she assumed it was. Wait, look, she – do people tell, do you think people still go up to her and say Hallelujah? Um. Yes. Okay. Thank you. What else – I mean, what would they say in terms of quotes from All-Stars 3 – I'm sure it's still Hollywood. Well, there's that like uh, whole speech from Untucked. Oh, uh, you know that? I, yeah, that's really good. Um, I don't know, but speaking of like what people were wearing in the workroom, I saw when Rue was coming around to the different teams, Carmen's ass was blurred, which means her ass was just out in front of like the walk arounds with Rue for no reason. Well, I think the thing was that she was always naked. Sure, but I thought that was like for the runway. <laughs> Literally, the workroom apparently too. I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
moving on. This week, the girls. I don't, we, can't, we can't do tangents, Adam. All right. This week, oh, the I'm, girls. I'm sorry. The girls working in teams need to produce a live morning show for the fake QNN News. Each team will consist of two anchors, a weather girl, gossip girl, and a roving reporter who will interview uh, celebrity Kristen Cavallari. Uh, in the workroom, Stacy's team worries that Stacy is in over her head while Stacy is focused on Yara Sophia's thick accent. Over on Team Carmen, India worries more about her outfit than her performance. Your thoughts on anything here in the workroom and the whole... Because you you told us you were a broadcast journalist by trade. Uh, what can you tell us here about your thoughts of what was going on in the workroom here on this fine day? Is this where they were filming as well? No, no, no we're not the filming yet. No, we're no. not there yet. Okay. No, we're just in the um, Basically, just some of the things that they said, which was Stacy talking about being a small town girl. like yeah. So she's not as polished. Mm-hmm. But aside from not being polished, because not being polished is how you get a really good – uh, underdog at it, yeah. so that can be an advantage. Is she's so quiet? Yeah, it's shocked because it's one thing to be shy and that makes you quiet, but but whether she's in a um confessional or mm-hmm. or she's in a moment where she seems comfortable, she's just a, a more of a soft spoken person, and that must be so so hard on mm-hmm. a show like Drag Race. Well, we saw that they were ignoring her last week, so yeah, it's so funny. And on Tuck, they bring something up that I wish I would have brought up on the show. Uh, Raja and Delta talk about this by themselves when they're being really shady is <laughs> she says that she's going to crush this challenge because she used to do the news report at her school, at her high school. Yes. And they were floored. <laughs> they were. Just, then she goes up there and she just like, it just can't read and she's so super quiet. Right? And I think it's Raja or Delta makes the joke that she <laughs> She went to a one-room schoolhouse where all the, the grades in one room, K through 12. You know, that's what I was going to say is, you know, sure, you might not pick her, but perhaps her, she, who's able to do a – be a drag queen at all, had yeah. perhaps more charisma, yes, than anyone else in the in the one-room school yeah. track. So, uh, yeah, it, it was sort of crazy that – but now I had some questions. Actually, I do have some questions. I want to talk about the, the way the teams were broken down. So, because when they're deciding teams, it seems on both teams, nobody wants the weather girl position. Which now, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the real world life is like, but I would think for a drag queen, that would be the one that they would want the most. I fully agree and thought the same thing. And my guess, because I, I don't know that they explicitly said it, but is that the weather woman has to use the green screen and uh-huh. as you might have heard i do have a background in broadcast journalism and when i had to do the weather in school it is trippy because it's you're looking in the camera and it's like opposite um so it, it i guess that they were worried that was going to throw Wait, them what off. do you mean it's opposite my, um like you're looking it's like mirrored and this again was 20 years ago so i think that this is true it's like mirrored so if florida in my mind is down to the if i'm looking at it down to the right but if you're thinking of it as you in front it'd be down to the left and it just takes a second to like i mean it's not that hard but you you have to literally mm-hmm. figure it out which yeah. they don't give them much time yeah no no they don't give them much time at all. yeah they were like uh Really kind of like uh, – like they did not want to do it at all. I don't think there were a lot of lines too. For weather? For weather girl. I think they were not comfortable with me. I don't know. But then, but then they, they – I mean it was clearly something nobody wanted because the cool girls gave themselves like the anchor positions or the gossip right. girl stuff. And then yeah. it was uh, roving reporter and um, – anyway. So there's that. Uh, okay. Uh, there's not much to say about this episode. <laughs> no, there really isn't. All right. Table visits. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom for some table visits. India's uh, urban accent fails to impress Ru over on Team Stacy. Stacy promises to be outrageous. Yara doesn't know where Maine is on a map. And Ru encourages Mariah to bring the personality. Adam Salandra, once again, any thoughts on these tables? There's not much of these table visits. but no, it's it, so it, funny. The reason I thoughts. asked before are we on the filming segment is because I thought this time I'm really going to do it myself a good job. And I broke my notes up into the segments of the show. But I thought we were on this part three times ago. Like, God bless who is helping you make that outline. They've been stretching it out. But no, it's all, it's all been the same to me. There's nothing new to say. Yeah, Rue did some table visits. And, and yep. let me tell you Carmen's this. Carmen's ass was out. Sorry. To give you out. a hint of how little there was, I had to make a script out of this. 
And I said, one of the points I made out was Yara doesn't know where Maine is on a map. <laughs> That's how little happens. That's hard anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially if you're not from the, you know, from the continental United States. She's from Puerto Rico. It's hard for me. And I'm from the, I'm I'm, going to be very excited here, Adam. Moving on to the filming. It's time for the new segments. RuPaul is joined by former View co-host Debbie Matinopoli. I have this Bell's palsy thing up. Up. You caught yourself. 17 minutes. 17 minutes. That's great. Yeah. But now, like, my lip doesn't totally work right now. And so I'm going like, former, former View co-host Debbie Matinopoulos as they coach the girls on the finer points of broadcast journalism. On Team Stacy, Stacy struggles with the teleprompter. Yara's confusion makes everyone laugh. Meanwhile, Mariah struggles with her words and interview style. Over on Team Carmen, India does a terrible job as the weather girl, while Carmen's energy is a little low. Meanwhile, Manila lays on a thick, stereotypical Asian accent as she interviews Kristen Cavallari. Now, there is some meat and potatoes that we can attack here, Salandra. I do have things to say. Go ahead. Thrilled to, I'm thrilled to say. I'm just going to run down my little list. There's five people that, that stood out to me sure. for whatever reason. The first is that Shangela reigns again. Mm-hmm. She's so good and charismatic, and it's so funny and interesting that um she almost went home first again mm-hmm. because obviously the looks were still not what she was masterful at. But she's great in front of the camera. Yes. yes. I also think, again, Hallelujah. that Yara Sofia mm-hmm. is doing a great job of leaning into what is otherwise her weakness, which is that thick accent. It's the second week in a row that she did that. And that's hard. Many girls get sent home because we can't understand them. They can't read. She's doing a great job of leaning into it and becoming successful because of it. Stop. I want to bring up Untucked right here where it's weird because Delta is Latinx. But Delta yeah. comes for her in Untucked in a kind of vicious, weird way. It's a really kind of gross way. And it's pretty much coming for her saying, are you going to always rely on this accent bit? It's, huh. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in Untucked. And yeah, it's kind yeah, of an ugly. It's, it's, a, weird it's very ugly. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what right. did Yara say? Yes, I will if I have well, to. No, Yara's point, because this is the second week in a row, you're right, but Yara's point is, and I guess we didn't see this on the show, but that Rue and Debbie had told her to lean into it. Sure. So that she was just good advice. What else so was she, she going to yeah, do? Cause she was, cause because she was stumbling over the words, they encouraged right. her to use the Spanglish. And that's smart. Delta was probably jealous. Yeah. And so be it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariah Paris Balenciaga asked Kristen Cavallari if she was a biological woman, and that was shocking because once again, different time. I mean, I mean, we can just bring it up now. On the runway, Chloe yeah. Sevigny saying to Mariah, "I thought you were a real woman." I was like, right "Oh fuck, they could never say that shit right now." Ne- I mean, and that's of course more intense than yeah than. It's one thing for Mariah to do it as a joke when you know that she yeah. is a, a That would never make it to air. If that, if someone said that they would just they would just awkwardly let it go and then just edit it out. Oh my god, for sure. Unless they they'd have to be purposely trying to take them down. But yeah, yeah she couldn't say that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, times have changed. Yeah. Um so and that's it's only wild. been 10 years. Only 10 years. I know. And I and who knows how long ago we would have realized that was a, probably five years ago wouldn't have been okay. So, but that's the point I always make to these Gen Zers about cancel culture. And by the way, I'm not anti cancel culture. Cancel whoever you want, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, for whom the bell tolls, motherfucker, because <laughs> look, this is only ten years ago, right? right? Look how much times have changed. It's going to toll for thee in 10 years as well. There are going to be things that you say. Oh, that's a fact. That's for certain. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So anyway. That's why when they go, one thing of cancel culture, when they go back to a new celebrity or any celebrities 10 years ago on Twitter, it's like, okay, yes, fine. They should have, like, sure, we we should not have been saying racist things 10 years ago, of course. But it's undeniable that certain things as a culture, as a society – were allowed without any repercussions, and mm-hmm. that has changed, which is great. It's changed, but I think we need to spend a little more focus on what people are saying now than what they're uh, what they were saying on Twitter in 2011. Yeah, no, 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 
I agree with you. I, I'm but, with you on that, Salandra. Thanks. You know, I call back, no Jay. one else by their last name but you. I don't know why. I like saying your last name. Well, I think we did discuss that. I actually hate when people say my last name because it triggers um, schoolyard, like the straight bros. But that specifically with you, I not only do I not, I don't even notice. Like it, it feels right. It does feel so, right. So great. Keep I it like going. the shirt you're wearing too, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, no, thank you. I think, you know, you asked me earlier before we started why I I look different. And I think it's literally just I'm not in a sweatshirt and my contacts are actually in. I tried today. And and not a backwards baseball cap. Uh Uh-huh. Hair done. Are you impersonating me right now? Everyone needs to know Adam has his pen holding (laughs) the corner of his mouth up right now, making fun of me. Oh, my God. Now, it actually, folks at home, please know I actually was. Like, I'm not on purpose, but... When he called me out, I couldn't believe my eyes because I was, and I apologize. Yeah, thank you. Um, anyway, speaking of moving right along into things you can or cannot say, my next point during filming was, of course, about Manila. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an interesting um, – can you still hear me? I can't I can hear still myself. hear you. Sure can, okay. Adam Salandra. Great. What a, what a blessing. Um, I was just wondering, can it be considered – racist yeah. when it's your own race. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if she was doing a, a, a specific um, regional region of Asian dialect. It sounded to me like it was just a stereotypical, uh, you know, general as a generalized Asian accent. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't say that. But Well, all I can speak is for white people, but of course it's different because white so who gives a shit but like if i was going to do like a hick accent or something i would not get canceled for that um but but i guess at the same time nor like a person of color could do that as well so that is different it is but i feel asian in particular are very tricky because and i don't want to speak for them right? I'm, I'm not asian i don't know if you know that but um oh. but i would see i could see there being a difference because um asian culture is not one pan Asian thing. And I think that's right. sort of the point is that yep. there, and so there was sort of like the, the worst of, uh, of, of the, of that stereotype that she was playing at one, two. And again, maybe an, an Asian person might come up here. Maybe the president of Asian people might come up here and tell us it was completely fine. <laughs> right. But the Love other him. thing too, it, the, what I come from though with Manila specifically, and I'm not trying to take away from her Asian experience, but she does have a different Asian experience than a lot of people in that uh, she's half Asian, which doesn't take anything away. This Meghan Markle experienced racism, and she's not completely all 100% sure. African-American. You can experience racism. B- Barack Obama is half African-American. Yeah. He well, that's racism. the joys of our country is you can yeah. always experience racism yeah. if you're a little something. But um, – but – you know, I, I I can't speak to Manila and, and, and all that. But what I will say is um I I I don't I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate saying anything because I'm not Asian. But what I'm saying is it I I feel like and I don't know, um <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. Do you know or do you not know? Um uh, I kind of know. Okay. <laughs> do I wanna say it's a different question? Yeah, I, I understand. It's very difficult. Again, we're 10 years later, so it's, it is a different conversation. And I'm sure in just even asking the question, I said something ignorant. Um, but it is a question is what is because it, it, and again, it's hard to say it's your own race because like you said, it's not just one giant Asian thing, but then it, you know, it, it sort of, it leads to a second question, which is she won and she won because it's funny. What the, the way she was acting was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just sort of a tricky thing there because an, another layer is I want my drag queens to be, I can't think of the lot, the word, but um, I guess irreverent and just like not, you know, pushing those boundaries. Yeah. So it's a very fine line because there yeah. are certain things that shouldn't be pushed, but some and that, should and be. That's one of the reasons why I have very mixed feelings about this. Because on one hand, I do agree with RuPaul that drag queens should be pushing the envelope. Yeah. However, though, I don't know, man. It is it is weird because 
Manila is Filipino, half Filipino, by the way. She's half mm-hmm. Filipino. And there's a very distinct Filipino accent. And I think I don't think it would have bothered me so much as if she were doing a Filipino thing, which I think she does later in the season. But That's a very good point. But she's doing specifically what sounded more like Chinese or stereotypical. They make fun of it in uh, in Untucked about she was basically doing every Asian culture mixed bag. You know? Right, right. She was basically doing like an Asian minstrel show. And sure. so, but but I I think I, I'm not in a place to judge what she did. That's for her community, and and obviously her, her community's been fine with it. I think, and maybe I don't know. I don't know if they've revisited this because I think I also think people in the cultures have evolved as well. Agreed, and I think Asian people get the short end of the stick when it comes to being. Uh, taking up very recently, in fact, un- very unfortunately, because of COVID stuff and like a really influx of um, attacks on Asian Americans, it's sort of being brought to the spotlight. But mm-hmm. I think that I, I think I've heard because I prefer to speak um, what an actual Asian person says and what I'm saying that that I some I, I think an Asian comedian or someone was saying that they oh god I totally lost my train of thought now. Either way. It, it oh that they just get they they are not uh, no one stands up for them when it comes to oh this is racist like they are just always have to be the butt of the joke yeah um so there's that as well which is unfortunate. Do you have any other thoughts on this QNN news filming? Yeah, last one. Yeah, was India doing so poorly? Made me. I truly thought I already thought this, and now I was more confused and shocked than ever that India was invited back for an All-Stars. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was it, like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Because even Mariah, Why? Mariah Perez Balenciaga, that what I will give her, she that bitch fucking packed up and moved to LA, and she would uh-huh. do anything Wow asked her to do. To fucking go yep. sweep the streets, and I'm like, you know what, bitch, you earned your spot back on All Stars. You did. Agreed. You licked their Agreed. boots for years, right? Yep. I didn't see India Fair do anything special. Why would she be there? I don't. I don't. I don't get. Why they bring I her back? I didn't get a Dana now that I remember her performances. I really don't get it. And not yeah. to mention, we we already said she really would have been even home a week earlier had yeah. maybe not picked her up. Yeah. So yikes. Exactly. But okay. All right. It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway. Stacy overhears Raja say that Stacy performed the worst. Meanwhile, Shangela and Raja have a fierce debate over the merits of drag pageants. Your thoughts on this elimination day, brief elimination day conversation, but uh that they had a conversation nonetheless. I couldn't believe that when they were talking about when Stacy was talking about her performance, she was like, Oh, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to lip sync for my life and probably go home. Yeah. Like instantly wrote herself off. It's one thing to think you're gonna have to lip sync, and uh-huh. you know, that's true. Yeah. But to just think you're ultimately gonna go home is like, how did you actually make it on the show if you if you have no faith? It didn't even sound like a obviously it comes from insecurity and lack of confidence, but like I don't know. It sounded like she was just like it was just so matter of fact. It was weird. To me. Yeah, it was so. I, no, I agree with you. I, I it, and uh, someone in the chat room said the Stacey Lane Matthews erasure is too much. Is it us? Is it us or the show erasing her? They probably mean us. Uh, yeah, they I don't think they're erasing her. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, here's the thing, and I love Stacey Lane Matthews. I, the same, I absolutely do. I love her. In fact, I remember when she, when she came back with All Stars Four, where they were going to bring her back, but then they didn't, so they made her like a character or something like that. Yeah, yep. I was so a whole happy. challenge around her. Yeah, I I love anything Stacey Lane Matthews. Love the whole Hanny and all that. Um, but um, but there's not really much to say about her. Well, that's what it was for me. The Stacy Lane of it all, her becoming a legend happened after the show mm-hmm, when people mm-hmm. sort of un- uncovered the, mm-hmm, the nuggets. Mm-hmm. But it's again, it's her being so quiet that yeah. it's just they're giving her airtime in terms of storyline, telling, saying like, oh, she's not as good as the rest of the girls. And mm-hmm. even when she's quiet, like I'm enjoying hearing what she has to say. Like each line is just, it's funny line deliveries, meaning just how she talks, but there's nothing popping off. Otherwise, it's just not how – I mean, in a season of queens that aren't popping, it's hard for her to pop because she's quiet. I'm excited that she ever made a comeback because uh, she could have easily been forgotten. I will say there is something weird about her because you're right. For There's no reason whatsoever to, to 
there's you're not particularly charismatic. Well, let me rephrase. She doesn't do anything particularly interesting, but there is a weird, quiet charisma about her that I can't stop mm-hmm. looking about her, looking at her, and even afterwards, always remembered her. You know, I always remembered Stacey Lane Matthews. There's just something Absolutely. about her. There's something about her that you can't stop looking about her, looking at her, or not can't stop thinking about her. But she's very memorable. <laughs> yeah, and I so, agree. And so, uh, I mean, I give her props too. Uh, Even her, she has a very, very distinct face to me. She does. Um, and it goes beyond her being like a a bigger queen. There's Mm -hmm. something about her face and the accent. It just, it is very memorable and and it sticks with you. Uh, okay. Uh, did you have any thoughts on this uh, weird debate they had about, uh, pageants at the, during the elimination day? Yeah, it was the one time I really wasn't digging Raja because she yeah. was like, I'm just too rock and roll for, for that. I don't vibe with people who think they're too rock and roll for anything. Like, yeah. let someone else say that about you, but I don't like that. Yeah. I don't even particularly care about pageants or the queens that come from pageant world, yeah. but I don't know. I wasn't into it. Yeah, it, Raja is a little taken with herself. I, I, I started to pick up on that. And uh, which I think she's really cool now, but like, uh, yeah, there is a little bit of a. Uh, uh, almost to the point where was was the title promised to her? Like what? Like she? There's a confidence about her that. Um, well, she's also older. Yeah, um, true. I mean, you know, compared to other queens, that is. I th- I feel like at that age you have a little more confidence. But why is there always? It's such a season thing. It's a little bit over now. But like the pageant queens versus everyone yeah. else. Yeah, I don't know. So funny. Like I, why? I've never been to a pageant. Why? Yeah, um, one, and it was a, I wonder if it was a full Filipino pageant, which would be very cool, but it was my, um, Sean's coworker was a, a drag queen. And, oh, do you know my whole Valentina thing? You yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this queen that was his worker was the one that brought Valentina to my party. So we went to see her in a pageant, not Valentina, the other girl. And, um, it was, wild and exciting but it was also very it was like just in a back room somewhere it was like you know whatever they put it together and it was a good show but it was interesting to see that life i get i don't know it's weird that there's a now there's not a versus but i guess i honestly the pageant queens are always so (laughs) that yeah maybe i would feel the same way if i were raja in the moment but now that we know it to not be true i couldn't get on her side all right, very good. Uh, all right, well, now, Adam, it's time for your favorite part and my favorite part. It is time yes. for the looks. Oh, yes. All right, this week the theme was, category is extravagant drag look. Extravagant oh, drag look. Any, I missed what the category was. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah. Any uh, any big thoughts here on... Uh, um, I thought that it was unfortunate that in Stacy, speaking of Stacy, uh, it looked like the little black, I don't know what they were, fr- frilly things on her, truly looked like she attached dead crows to her, um, which isn't the best look, uh-huh. but we do love Stacy. Yeah. Um, a Manila's famous, now famous pineapple look. Yeah, very famous. Um, which I wondered why it was, I like it fine, but looking at it, I was like, oh, I wonder why this even is famous yeah i don't know why it's so iconic but it is yeah, very but maybe it, it we is just, very famous yeah maybe back then there was nothing like it but now we're but even we're on the, even on the panel though they don't gag over it they're like Meh. it's just like whatever yeah yeah that's very true yeah <laughs> so strange um i like raja's marie antoinette look yeah that looked really cool uh-huh and I loved that Carmen took one week off and she's back to being naked. <laughs> and that, again, maybe remember the week she took off was the week where you were supposed to show off your body parts. <laughs> <laughs> what a choice. But, um, yeah, that was great. And I like Delta, too. Delta, as, of course, she would go on to do RuPaul's hair for a bit. Her hair and makeup are always pretty great. I agree with that. And those are the looks. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the main stage, uh, Manila and Shangela are in the top, while India, Mariah, and Stacy are in the bottom three. After the deliberations, Manila is named the winner of the challenge, while Stacy Lane Matthews and India Fair are forced to battle it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, There's a Meeting in the Ladies... I, I drop that line all the time when I want to fight with somebody. By Climax, in the end, 
Stacey Lane Matthews has told Shantae you stay while India Farah asked to sashay away. Adam Salandra, any final thoughts on the episode? Yeah. I thought it was interesting that there was um, five instead of six in the okay. tops and bottoms. All right. And I think it's because there weren't enough people to put in the top. Oh, like it was two tops and three bottoms. Yeah. And, and that's mm, like a party to people. me. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting that Rue said to Shangela, like, what you did tonight is what we saw on your audition tape. Mm-hmm. And that was my question last week was like, why did they know to bring her back when she performed well, even though they were right to? And obviously oh, yeah. she, she was very herself in the audition tape was the answer. Mm-hmm. And then my final thought is Stacey Lane Matthews, Henny herself came alive during that lip sync. She did. I mean, not that it was like the most incredible lip sync ever, but like, Compared to what she was giving off energy mm-hmm. and the challenges in the confessional, she said, nope, this is what I do. And that yeah. was very exciting to me. 100% agree. I also want to point out I love – what a weird editing choice. When RuPaul was – before they brought the girls out and she's doing those dumb jokes and she makes a joke. She was like, says something about enjoy the view because Debbie Matinopoulos is there. And like, yeah. then there's like a long silence and, and then it just cuts to the runway. I'm all like – that was really odd, like a really odd editing choice and <laughs> odd cuts. Her joke bombing. Um, yeah, that's mean. I don't know if this is the first time this happens in the history of the show, but I do love we get the first Michelle Visage. I'm sick of seeing this. The person changes and then they go home. So telling India, no more breastplate. India doesn't wear a breastplate. <laughs> Goes home. I noticed that too and was like, wow, that's truly wild that it yeah. is a thing. All, every time across all seasons, who knew? And then to go back a little bit, just such a little bit back on what we were talking about earlier, uh, when they, I wonder, this is so written on purpose because RuPaul, before she gives Manila the win, is like, you were racist, you were offensive, this was, you made fun of Asians, and, and Shangela's like, yes, bitch, read her for filth and then she's and you're the winner of this challenge and shangela's face just drops because she thought that was that 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 manila was getting it uh that was sort of that you know not as bad as the face drop we'd come to see in all stars i know i know spoiler alert uh all right well anything else adam slander we covered it all and then some all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode. Oh, no, not brand new. Old episode <laughs> of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3. So for Adam Salandra and myself, sachet away. <laughs> Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Adam Salandra on Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. Did you just sigh at that or... Was that your no, dog? That was my dog. Right in the microphone or something? Or? Puking again. The last time he did this was on an episode. I don't know what. He's sick of me. It's this. season three. Follow yeah, me. watching it on Instagram you. at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Afterthought Media.